Hello, and thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Dog, the digital agency podcast where we talk to agency owner directors and learn more about what makes them tick. From the things that make them similar to the things they'd rather have known sooner, where they've had success, and where they've learned some hard lessons. All will be revealed with your host, Chris Simmons, the agency coach, and he'll be talking to a different awesome agency person in each episode, asking them four questions and seeing where the conversation takes us over the next 25 minutes. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy. On the podcast today, we've got Anthony. How are you doing, mate? How are you going? Very well. Great to be here. It's been God knows how long that we've been trying to get this sorted. So I'm really glad that uh, we finally got the date right between one of us moving it and the other one moving it and then thinking that we've moved it. Um, so uh, we're here. We're here. <laughs> Happy days. And it's a nice end of the week as well. So I'm, I'm ready for, for the weekend. I don't know about you. 100%. Let's get it going. Yeah, exactly. So um, first of all, for anyone who doesn't know, you've lived under a rock, but who, anyone who doesn't know, tell us who you are and what you do, what, what agency you're running. Thank you very much, Chris. Well, my name's Anthony Barone, and I am the co-founder and managing director of Studio Hawk UK, an SEO only agency based in London. And how long have you been going there? Because I know that there's the Australian outfit and you've got, you're running the UK outfit. So how long has the UK um, version been running? Uh, it's been running for three and a half years. Yeah, I moved over here in August of 2019, just before the pandemic. And uh, yeah, so three and a half timing. years of, of lessons and uh, experience. <laughs> just setting up an agency in lockdown is no mean feat. Um, oh. And, you know, you, 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 you've not done too bad, I'm going to say that. So we're going to have a, I think, because the agency's been, uh, we've had Harry, um, uh, founder of Studio Hawk and runs U, um, Australia uh, version um, he's been on in the past. He's, I think he's going to come on season two soon. Um, let's talk about all, let's frame all of this from uh, you, agency leader of the UK, um, because as much as we love Harry, you've done the hard graft on this end of the the, um, the, the hemisphere, should we say. So let's focus it along those lines. Um, what do you think, though, has been one of the biggest successes that you've seen since you since you started doing this? Uh, for me, honestly, personally and professionally, I came to the country with no idea, no clue and got thrown in the deep end. Um, after only 18 months of being an SEO, I moved to the UK and we thought, hey, let's start the agency. Um, so I really started from below zero, I would say. Um, with Harry's help and a few early contacts, you know, because we'd done it in Australia, we had a bit of that mm. experience. But me personally, never run, a never run a business before. You know, I've only managed a couple of people back in Australia. Um, so it was really just being thrown in the deep end and then um, starting an agency in one of the most competitive uh, markets, not only for SEO, but for digital marketing, you know, you've got a lot more switched on people. Um, you've got mm. a lot of brands with a lot of big money who have got really knowledgeable people, not just about SEO, but digital marketing in general. So you're really up against it, um, you know, not to not to denigrate Australia, but the UK is, a, you know, London is a world class city with some of the biggest companies brands and people so mm. you know it's no easy feat to try and start an agency with some of the best seos in the world here in the uk yeah and uh, so the success is that you've actually been able to do it successfully uh it's it isn't easy 
Um, and I, I, I can un- I understand what you, where you're coming from when you say you know UK and then London in particular. Um, there's, uh, I, I'm, I'd guess that partly because the cost of everything in London is so high, the competition is quite high also. Um, but you guys have done exceedingly well. How, how, how many are in the team at the minute? Yeah, so we've got eight in the team in the UK. I'd say yeah. Um, so we've got. Uh, seven, I'd say, dedicated SEOs, and then myself, um, who I've taken myself sort of out of the um, reporting and, and and doing the doing the, doing the account stuff because they're all better than me now at the SEO. Um, so yeah, team of team of eight dedicated SEO specialists, mate. That's awesome, and 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 I think one of the the key things that you guys have done really well is you've stuck to your guns, SEO only, and focused on that as a as a as a, net, a way of kind of niching into something because there's there's a real um, draw isn't there with if a client comes along and you go oh this would be a great client for seo but can you do some ppc or can you do a bit of social for me can you do a bit of web dev if you stick to your guns you, you know you you know what you're doing 100 percent. we're specialists one thing we care about one thing which is seo um and i think being a specialist allows you know when you're running the agency you're able to focus your training your skill set on just seo i don't have to worry about 40 mm. different other SKUs. um we've built a lot of friendships and relationships with people who are also specialists in PPC or social media or web dev, let them handle it. You know, you call a plumber to mm. fix the toilet. You're not going to call an electrician. So that's the way I look at it. And by having, by having, by having that mentality, we're able to build relationships, build friendships because there's enough business to go around. So even, even to other SEO agencies, if there's high level stuff, you know, we've got plenty of friends like Ross from type a who, you know, will you'll have mm. more work too, because, there's enough to go around and people have their niches, people have their specialties. Um, and as an agency, Will, yeah. as an agency owner, there's like it's easier to make friends and get along rather than just trying to you know, do it all yourself. Because if you, tr- if you try and keep everyone happy, you make no one happy. And if you try and do it all yourself, you can't spin that many plates. Uh, yeah, completely agree. And I think you, um, you, you say, you know, uh, you can make friends and things like that. I think it's in London, I've noticed that even though the competition is high, the, uh, the, uh, community is great. Um, and I think that like, you know, it's not a case of sharing client secrets, but nothing is really a secret in SEO and nothing's say nothing's new, but very little is new. So you can have a really good um, relationship with other agencies, other SEOs, things like that. So it does. You don't get so much of that in in advertising. You certainly don't get it in digital PR. I've noticed as much as SEO. Um, and and uh, just talking of community, do you want to just really quickly touch on the community that you're building around um, uh, the the events that you're doing? Because I think they're fantastic. Oh, thank you very much, Chris. So yeah, we've got um, the Agency Social Club, which we've built um, with a friend of mine called Stokely from Trinity Grandad. The idea behind that was essentially we're in shortage. We're, we, it's a creative heart. You know, um, there's a lot of hipsters here, but there's a lot of agencies. And we thought, why not have a networking event that's geared towards agencies in, in our own backyard? Um, and I was a part of too many networking events and too many sort of groups. So I'm like, well, let's just do one in our own backyard that's geared towards agency founders that can have a good night on a Thursday night, which is the night in shortage um, and get around each other. So we've done a couple so far and, you know, we had Claire from Chime Agency um, do, do, you know, the marketing agency for marketing agency speak at our last one. Uh, We're looking at organizing our next one. You know, we've had good 60, 70 people at at, at both of those events. So we're looking to make that a more consistent thing and just have a bit of fun because sometimes it does get lonely as an agency founder and you just want to build um, and sometimes, you know, the networking might be a bit old school, you know, uh, you know, sort of mm. that sort of stuff. When in actual fact, 
getting along with people and, and, and being able to build relationships is the way to go because there'll be challenges that people have faced that you're facing. They've got the answer. You just need to ask them. So that's, that's the whole goal yeah. behind it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, doing that in a IRL fashion really does get people going because, you know, okay, um, we're out of all of the lockdowns and things like that, but people still work from home for the most part for, especially in this industry, quite a lot of agencies are either fully remote or hybrid and things like that. So getting people face to face is, is a great thing to do. And, and, um, you know, I can speak firsthand to your events there, that the, um, you've got people there like you, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's easy to just turn around behind you and talk to anyone that stood behind you that you never met before. And you can have a conversation. I think, you know, that's a real success, mate. And, you know, it's a, it's a big thing to, to come in fresh off the boat a few years ago, sit in a tiny house that you, you know, don't know anyone uh, and build an agency of eight people that's very you know, well run and, uh, start building a community externally to that. It's, 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 you know, it's really, really, um, you should, you know, take your hat off. Um, well, I take my hat off to you at least. Um, <laughs> but you. saying that though, if you were to go back in time to when you first kicked off Studio Hawk UK, um, and if you could go back in time, that'd be great. Um, so many things I'd do differently. Yeah. Um, what would you, what advice would you give the, uh, the younger, slightly shorter haired version of yourself? Mate, I know, fade fade haircut back then. I would probably say take it more serious. I wish I could take it more seriously. I think um, because mm. it was just me, I was just floating around, just trying to figure it all out. Didn't really have too much of a plan. It was more just like, oh, we did it in Australia, so we'll figure it out. Um, and you know, we've got to this point, which has been great. But I I think if I'd taken a bit more seriously, I'd focused a bit more on nurturing more relationships because because I knew no one. I had to just spread myself to um as as thin to, as possible to try and meet people go to bni go to networking events go to seo events and do it all which is great for service level conversations and it's helped us get to a point but it didn't allow and because i was doing everything it didn't allow me to try and build stronger relationships probably earlier on which could have led to bigger opportunities and and maybe faster growth so i'd probably say if i went back yeah. in time take it a bit more seriously um and and focus a bit more yeah. And I, I, I can, I can, I can feel that because I think I, I, I remember when I was starting out, it was, um, I was in the UK and I was in London, the city I already was in and it was, and I still didn't necessarily take it all that seriously. I remember thinking, you know, the first few clients that come in, you looking at the, 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 the cash flow and thinking, this is, this is, that was easy. <laughs> I said, just carry on with the same way. And it doesn't work when you get to eight, does it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to have a plan. You need to have the structure, and that's what that's what I've started to really focus on. And just yeah, be a bit more serious. Put put the put the adult adult cap on and go. Look, do we do? For example, do we want a lifestyle business? Do we actually want to build, you know, something mm. like uh, for the long term? And for me, I look at Studio Hawk as a decades long, multi decade agency. Um, and for my for myself personally, and to continue to build that while in my first year, it's more like, oh, this is nice to pay the bills in London, and we'll see how it goes. You know, bit bit loose. Um, but for me yeah. now, it's like this is the opportunity for not only myself, but for everyone who comes through at Studio Hawk to build a life and a career through Studio Hawk and through through SEO, really. Um, so that's that's yeah, yeah. Just, and that's what I want to do. And and I've 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 met a fair amount of your team um, at various different events and things like that, and and I can I can say that you know you've not just built a team of people who do SEO. You've got you've got people who 
um, uh, really personable, easy to to talk to, which which is which is a really important thing, especially in SEO when you do um, on the technical side at least end up with some some uh, um, nerds and uh, you know very hard to to get them away from their bedroom um, and their computer screens. But you've got a, a good bunch of people, which is the the right way of hiring your team for the longevity that you talk about if you if you have people like that then then it attracts more people like that which then means that it's not just a busy hard work hard working environment but you've got a nice feeling when you're there 100% and and you know basing off those core values and I think in the early hires we looked at people who were just like like us, wanted to, saw the opportunity of SEO, saw that they wanted to learn, but saw that they, you know, were getting into the ground floor of the growing company that they could really, you know, have input in and really hang out. Because, you know, you're hanging out with each other eight, nine hours a day, you know, every day of the week. You want to be able to do it with people that you enjoy and be, you know, be at a place um, that you that you feel yeah. valued and, and, and loved. Um, otherwise, you just go work somewhere else. So that's what we try and do here. Focus on those well, core values, make yeah. it fun. Don't, don't you think it's a bit mad to think that, um, in other industries, though, people um, even now in you know work five days a week in an office for eight hours a day with people that they really don't get on with aside from professionally. Uh, like you know, you do that same kind of thing for forty years plus. It's a weird life to spend, yeah. you know, um, five sevenths of a of, a, of of your working life um, with people you don't like. Um, so to surround yourself with people that you can have a chat with as well as do some work with is is really important. That's what I love about it. Like for me, I'm I look what, at it and go, it, yeah. What would it? What would you say though? Um, out of all the things you've you know you've achieved up to to this date, what would you say um, that you've kind of you 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 learned the hard way? What's one of the kind of the lessons you you've learned? Something you regret and go. God, if I hadn't done that. <laughs> yeah, I think um, what tends to happen is it, in the hiring process, like you might be stressed out with work, like we need to hire, we need to hire. And, you know, if you don't have a plan or you don't have a clue, you just be like, oh, the work's coming in, I just need to do it. What happened one time was I I was hiring juniors and, you know, we got a few clients in. I thought, okay, we need another one to future-proof that to sort of get ahead so we can train them up. And by the time that we, and then that'll allow us to grow more and get more business in and that'll, they'll fill up their time. What tended to happen mm. was this was during the time of the great resignation, um, you know, January 22, and then when everyone, you know, everyone was trying to um, leave their jobs, get extra, all the money, and it was harder to find talent. And what I did was I was hiring a junior two, two, three yeah. days a week. Um, and I honestly didn't have candidates that I really, really liked. It was the choice of who was less bad. Mm. And I made the choice of who was less bad and <laughs> yep. ended up having to let, let them go after two months. So um, I think, yeah. you know, if, if you've got a choice, when you're hiring, you've got to be, you've got to be sure on it. Cause if, if it's got to be about who you like the most rather than who is just less bad. And that's the mistake I made last year. I had to let them go. Um, yeah. Time train, you know, time wasted training them up, um, payroll, all that type of stuff that, yeah. that you think, Oh no, but it, it's, it is a, it is a, a valuable lesson I can impart to others. Yeah, I, th I think um, there's there's the opportunity cost of the time you train them, and there's the culture cost with you know seeing people come in and leave for the rest of the team. There's the pain on all sides as well because that person doesn't want to feel like they don't fit in, and that person doesn't want to feel like they're not 
suitable and you know get let go and things like that it's not nice for anyone and then there's the actual physical cost as well you know potentially work that needed redoing um or or indeed you know client that might not be happy um and then recruiters fees as well you know it's not there's a there's a few good recruitment firms out there now that aren't you know vultures um but at the same time you know every every week that that person's in post that they're not a fit is is money you can't claw back from the fees that the recruiter um put in place but there, there's there's some good firms now that, that do an awful lot of pre-work before they send cvs now which is which is a lot more uh, valuable um so on the other side of things though what's something that you did on day one that that, that you writ you you're like this is the secret source we're sticking with this i have to say is just get comfortable being uncomfortable I think like I just had to throw myself in there, which just helped mm. me out. Um, and if you take that into a situation, any situation, whether it's networking, like, you know, the one thing that works for me when networking, if you're shy, you go into a networking event or you go to whatever an, a event, right? People should expect to be approached and you should expect to be approached. So when I had that mentality, I was like, well, you're here. And if you weren't, if you didn't want to be here and you get annoyed because someone's talking to you, then why the hell are you here? So I think that was a really good one for me because being able to go into networking events with that mentality, it just, it took down the barriers for me. Like I didn't have to worry about, Oh, mm. am I going to annoy this person? No, they're here to network. Yeah. I'm work. Um, they should expect to be approached. I should expect to be approached. And then that broke down the wall. So I could just have a chat with anyone. So I think that was, that was good for me um, to be able to have that realization. I've yeah. taken that into every event now or everywhere I go. Yeah. Uh, it, it It's, um, there's a there's almost like a, it's a, networking is a bit like dating in a sense yeah. but because there's a professional aspect to it no one really gets rejected until you just get ignored later yeah. um <laughs> you know you get ghosted instead um but I, I i used to go to networking events years ago um and i think it was the so i when i first set up in london i immediately signed up to the chamber of commerce and thought that's where i'm going to get all these leads from i'm going to go to all the networking events and i literally came out with a stack of cards and I went in with a stack of cards. One st my stack of cards would be gone and I had a replaced stack of cards with someone else's. And the next day I just email all these people and I, and you never hear back, but I'd done it wrong. I went there to sell to these people. I was like, this is what I do. This is all the things. And, uh, and it, and, and it's really not that, um, especially now anyway. Um, and you know, having a conversation with someone about what they do and their problems and the things that they're, that they're happening in their lives and all that sort of stuff. That's the conversations that that really get networking happening because then you see them at another event the next time. Say, so, oh, how was your son's birthday and that sort of stuff, and and you build relationships and relationships are what gets you your your, your network referral leads and things like that. Hundred percent, yeah, and that's that's the way to go about it. Um, and on uh, just just to follow up on that one, the other one I would say mm. apart from that that quote is probably just attention to detail. Um, I think having for us being able to being able to have attention to detail in all our work and when our name mm. is stamped on that work, and I've done this from day one, when you put a piece of work out there, you have that call, whatever it may be, and somebody's seeing that, I want them to feel like this is bloody awesome work. So I've always gone into that, even when it was just me, mm. anytime I did a report or a call or an email, I always made sure everything was correct because that in an intangible industry like SEO, the only tangible thing a client gets or someone gets is that report or that email, that call. So every time I made it, mm. I made it a mission to make sure that every detail was correct everything was up to like high standards so that when they see that studio hawk report call email or anything from me um they get that sense of okay this this is this is legit and they've taken care and they've got pride in their work so that's one i've taken from day one as well um when you know at school i didn't really care but i don't know for some reason when you work and when you've got something like um 
a job like this. It's just like that, that was one thing mm. I've done from day one that just helps me out so much. And one, we just did a webinar yesterday uh, around getting feedback, ob obtaining and leveraging feedback in an agency. And, um, you know, that stamp of I'm happy with this, I'm comfortable with this, this is going out and it's bloody good work. Have you had feedback from, from clients, not necessarily about the quality of the work in the sense of what you want, but is there anything that's kind of um, other than um, the knowledge that you've done it in the way that you want? Is there any kind of feedback that you've had that's made you go, I'm doing this right? Yeah, like for SEO, because people think like, you know, oh, it's video magic, what the hell is it? So we've always tried to keep it simple. So the feedback we tend to get on our comms and our reports is, I can, I can understand this. And you're talking to like, you know, <laughs> you business know owners right, who yeah. like, yeah, you know, I can understand this. This is all very clear. And honestly, they don't have questions. If they don't have questions, you've answered, you've answered everything that they, um, that they were thinking of. So yeah, um, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's, that's the type of feedback, um, that, that we tend, that mm. we tend to get, um, which is awesome so, for an industry like SEO. So for anyone who's been listening to the, to the episode so far and they've stuck with us, thank you very much. Um, uh, what one piece of advice might you give them if they're thinking about starting an agency? Uh, it will be rewarding, but it will be challenging mm -hmm. and you will go through things that uh, you've never gone through before because agency is all about people. So you'll have to figure mm -hmm. out things about yourself and about people that you didn't either know before or want to know you're going to have to realize and you're going to have to do it. So keep, honestly, it's going to be hard. There's going to be annoying client emails. There's going to be annoying issues that pop up with people. That lead that you thought was yours is no longer and they ghost you. There will be, there will be terrible, there will be annoying times and hard times, but all that mm. does make you stronger to realize I can do this. So yeah, that's what I would say is um, keep pushing, keep challenging yourself and keep, and, and keep on doing because it, it will be hard, but let's put it this way. If I can do it, you can do it. Would you would you have that same feeling if you didn't have a plan? Probably you'd probably be a bit more apprehensive and a bit more, you know, mm. crazy like crazy about it. But I think if you, you didn't you have a plan. You know where you're going, you're, right? You know the purpose. Exactly. You, yeah. Yeah. So that 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 advice holds really strong. So get a purpose, then keep going. Push yourself. Yeah, true. True. And, you know, with mm. our purpose is just doing SEO. So, you know, it's it, we have that clear vision. Yeah. You know, if you've got an agency that's doing 40 different things, plus also running an agency and figuring out how to be a business owner and the finance and ops and all that stuff. Yeah. So um, we, we do have that, do have that guidance to be able to make mm. that a bit easier. But um, yeah, you're right. It's if, if you don't have a yeah. plan, even, even if you've just, even if you just find a loose one and then you can craft it and yeah. hone it as you continue to learn. Great. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Is it's the that you know the direction you're traveling. Um, if you know the direction you're traveling, sometimes you've got a hill to climb. Hundred percent. Wonderful. Um, thanks so much for coming on, Anthony. And in about a year's time, I really hope you come back for season two because I'd love to hear what happened in the in the the the, the year following this conversation. Hundred percent. More than happy to come back. Thank you, man. Thanks, Chris. Thanks so much. Uh, and in our next episode, we'll be speaking with another agency leader to hear their story and the lessons they learned along the way. In the meantime, thanks very much for listening and see you soon. Ah, ah.